Hey everyone and welcome to the FitzS podcast. So today is the Q&A podcast. So we've got Nathan on my left. Hi guys. Welcome Mr. Brunskill. Uh, we've got Deck, head What's honcho. Up, guys? Frazzle P. Hello. <laughs> and Tom as well. Oh yes, he's back. <laughs> oh, it's happened. <laughs> so, right, we'll, we'll go straight into the questions. So, uh, the no first one. Needed. No. The first one is, um, why can you not spot reduce weight loss? So it's a, it's a fitness one. So he, he wants to take this. I think Declan should take this. That's Full fine. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, spot, spot reducing fat loss would be very difficult because a lot of it comes down to genetics and obviously male, female, depending on what you are. Um, so like for instance, like women need certain things for uh, pregnancy, they'll need certain things uh, as you go through life and obviously as your body changes uh, naturally, you will develop uh, different pools of fat in different areas. You'll see it quite a lot in depending on what sport you do. So you see how rugby lads are built a little bit bigger, that's just because obviously they need uh, more body fat traditionally uh, and obviously you'll see runners reduce their body fat dramatically. Um do you know what that word means? Dramatically. <laughs> Dramatically, you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to call him out on that. <laughs> um, go on, Fraz, you can take it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser doesn't understand what spot reducing body fat is. Uh, obviously, a lot of people uh, about five years ago thought you could spot reduce fat loss. Uh, Paul Check uh, decided that vitamin K could uh, and... It couldn't. Uh, he released a lot of papers on it, um, how if you bought vitamin K, you could help you manage your hormones better, which could change your body fat and your body composition, which is just not true. Um, and like we get it quite often in a gym where people go, oh, I want to lose some fat around my arms and stuff like that. Usually we can increase muscle mass around that area, which will, what people like to call us, tone it up. Or we might be able to reduce body fat as a whole, which will, again, help our skin feel a little bit tighter, potentially, uh, which will make us look more toned as the favoured term is uh, but yeah you can't spot reduce fat yeah and um, you can just reduce your body fat and you know, I think see where you get to just on that everyone like lose it in different places like i lose it on my face first where yeah. one of my mates he loses it off his stomach first like yeah. straight away well, men traditionally will hold it around the stomach more yeah. that's where the tire comes from obviously a lot of power lifters will retain it around the stomach because the body naturally wants to protect that region as it's used a lot the lower back is used quite a lot um, so that's why you find like different body shapes depending on what you do in terms of sport or your activity or lifestyle um, and then obviously it depends on your age and gender obviously if you're younger you've got more hormones uh, your body will be able to produce more pregnenolone ADHA which will obviously be able to process more fat so mechanically when it comes to fat loss you, it's important to view fat not as something that we don't want but as a result of a process so all fat is especially your adipose cells so external fats are stuff that makes you body look a certain way it's an excess of energy if you take it back to your basic science energy doesn't disappear so an intake of excess energy your body must put that somewhere and again this isn't an energy mechanism like your carbs might be i.e carbs are often stored in muscles directly access mm-hmm. your body doesn't access the fat near nearby for energy so ab exercises if you are really low on carbs in a ketogenic diet, your body's not going to search for the nearest fat. When you're in that aerobic zone, so generally speaking, quite a low intensity exercise, your body will metabolize fat from around the body. This storage, we'll get to the storage mechanism. Look at it as any other commodity in, let's say, a business. If you've got an excess of product, you're going to store it where it's most convenient based on your facilities. And everyone's body is designed differently, therefore it's stored and accessed in different orders. If you want to reduce fat, uh, pardon me, 
fat from the belly, again, you want to be in that calorie deficit. You want to look at different methods to reduce excess body fat. And again, where it starts like with gal on the face, if you start losing fat from the hips or the legs, the arms or the belly first, it's just yeah. genetic luck where that starts and ends, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Right, next question. Why did we start the podcast? Um, there is another question connected to it, so we'll ask this as well. And what are we trying to achieve with the podcast? So the podcast is basically one of our fundamentals at FitSess is to educate people. We want to get rid of the myths, and I think it was a great place to start on the spot reducing fat. Yeah. We want to help people and educate them. And what we were finding is we were reiterating the same points to a number of people throughout the day. But if we can give this to more people, more of an audience and people listening, then hopefully we'll be able to take it on board and develop their own education and knowledge. And I think something that obviously we're going to do a lot more is speaking to other people from different sports as well. Yeah. And like to, to get that knowledge because like we're not... We're not just a gym where you just come lift weights and you do a bit no, of powerlifting. It's, it's more of a community as well. Yeah, so yeah. we want to try and show that the community and branch out. And, you know, we learn new stuff as well. Like we, you know, we talked about doing an MMA one and <laughs> we talked about doing like um, different podcasts with different people. And even like with clients who I've got a great relationship with, I still learn stuff off the podcast with them. So like yeah. when I did it with Martin or when we did the education one, I learned a lot about Nath as a person and his views. And I think that's really important. Like we have a lot of these conversations naturally around this exact table. Yeah. Um, and we've just always done is added a mic in the middle of the room. Yeah. yeah Which great. is quite dangerous if you if you people like Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking at you. Yeah. The first throw under the bus. <laughs> Just claim it. Every opinion is my own. I'm not representative of the <laughs> <laughs> a business. It is G. Very much needed. Uh, right. So uh, the next one. Why do you train at Fitzer? So a family member asked me that. So, so straight away for me, equipment. So when I first came to Fitzer, I was doing most of weightlifting in my training. Not to be tight. No other gym in Preston is well equipped to weightlift. We've branched out our equipment now, and with exceptions of some obviously Chaos is your strongman powerlifting gym primarily. But again, if you're looking at commercial gyms, none are equipped. I would say that overall, for especially strength sports, so weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, fitness is probably the best equipped gym in Preston by a long way. Again, if you want, if you're serious about deadlifting, weightlifting, you know any kind of serious movement. The commercial bars gonna find at your Globo gym really aren't gonna cut it. Simply put. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like we talked about it before where Deck had a bar snap on him at Ribby Hall. Ribby Hall. Oh jeez. Disclaimer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want to put a name in there, but I thought ah, we'll go with it. <laughs> no, I didn't obviously they have like plastic ones with plastic yeah, ends yeah, on and yeah, yeah. they're only ten kilo kilogram bars and it does say on this with a little sticker max load 140 yeah. key but you never think it's going to break do you nah. you just say ah oh, crack on right. it's like <laughs> it literally my... cracked on yeah <laughs> um, but obviously like no I think we offer a lot of equipment for entry level uh, but more importantly we do offer like very good coaching yeah. I think we all hold each other to a good standard and uh, we're all trying to develop our knowledge the moment we stop learning and developing here like I think the door's open for that coach to leave if they want to they've got to constantly want to improve they've got to constantly want to better other people's lives and I think that's why you would come and train at Fitzless I think it's also a community thing as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people find like next they, whole they, family comes in yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we had one mobility session on Sunday was it and it was just a full Nave build family. No laughs on it. Obviously, like your mum's been here, Gan. Yeah. Tom, your brother's been. Fraser, your sister, yeah. your parents, like my sister, my brother, everyone's been like 
it is very much a family community gym. I think yeah. something that's great from a coach's perspective as well, uh, bring it tight in all that communities from someone who's come away from a conventional style gym where you're just a number and then coming into like a community and having coaches around you that aren't competitive and are very supportive. It's so much better for to for all of us to grow together. Yeah. A so great example of that this morning is like Riz wanted a running coach and we were just like Nath, 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 like we couldn't say yeah. it anymore to him. That's the thing at Fitsess, it's not a case of everyone's here for himself. Like you go to I I do slack them off a lot, but I don't really think that good. Commercial gyms, everyone's you know, earphones in, head down. The best gonna get is really weird look if you're doing something strange in the gym, you know. At Fitsess, everyone's is investing in everyone else as they are themselves. Again, the coaches, other athletes or clients, they want to come over and help you if they can, be yeah. supportive. I think the best analogy is if you're at a commercial gym doing something differently, everyone thinks you're a weirdo and looking at you. Yeah. If you do something yeah. a bit weird here, everyone's going, oh, what's that? Can I have a go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the complete difference. We like, like the weird and wonderful. Usually Tom is the one doing the weird and wonderful yeah. and then yeah, it is loves usually. it. And now he's developed a class for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Alternate Barbell, guys. <laughs> So on to weird and wonderful. So this is this is a more fun question. So we've all got to answer this. So okay. I'll I'll direct this. So <coughs> you're on death row. What did you get on death row for? So uh, Nate first. I can't wait for Thomas's. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's a really good. One. I have to I have to ask it. Wow. Death row. Go on, why don't we start with Tommy? Looks like he's ready. Tommy, oh, Tommy keep, keep it early PG. I don't know much about hate speech law, but oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'd probably be on death row for genocide in CrossFitters <laughs> for atrocities against the ethno state of weightlifting. I mean, right, that's pretty PC. For that was PC. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Airbnb hosts. <laughs> uh, I don't know what was probably overeating or something. Crimes against mobility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what joke of yours would be, Nath? I think at this moment in time, Vandal haircut. Vandal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Someone said it. <laughs> um, Thomas will probably just agree. Uh, crimes against lifting big whilst you've got injuries. No, that's even better. Yeah, that's better for him. So oh, injury strengthen you. Yeah. Immediate term. <laughs> what would you be, Gav? I was just trying to think. I was like, oh, I've asked the question now, but it's going to come back to me eventually. Um, probably deadlifting stupidly. Uh, I yeah. thought it was going to be like making love to your car too much or something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely that. So, <laughs> Guys, please, like, when you tag us in on your stories, tell us what you'd be on death row yeah, for. Yeah. You don't have to put anything else, just what you would be on death row for. What I'll don't, do. Don't say I'm on death row for, just just tag us in some mad crime. No context yeah. needed. <laughs> I'll, what I'll do, I'll put it in like the... Like, the gee, you can put like mugging someone for cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone can do she something like that. <laughs> there she is. Right, so um, another... Um, Another, we'll get another fun one before we get a couple of serious ones. Right, so, um, what would be the title of your biography? Mine. And, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, so this, I was say, saying to Fraser, so this is a question from my mum, and why it's come up is someone my mum works with had this question, and hers were, stop marrying them. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty bad. Well, what would yours be, Nate? I don't know. Um, the strong build story. Oh, come on. It's got to be funnier than that. The Nafe build way. The Nafe build uh, way. I don't uh, know. That's quite a tough question, that. Yeah. Uh, I, I about you, isn't it? 
God, that I don't know. I'm managed to this one like from Berry to Preston, the Pavel journey. <laughs> <laughs> Frazzle. I don't even know. Um, privilege. <laughs> the privileged boy. Privileged. Privileged to buy wine into privilege. Yeah. Privileged to go to. Oh my god. Mixes to Max. Go on, Tom. I'm looking like a scientific journal sort of thing. The Cthulhu warrior. A, a transition from a well rounded human to only a squatter. <laughs> he died a bastard. <laughs> Uh, mine would be probably put the Ben and Jerry's down yeah that's a good yeah, one yeah that, that would be probably mine so um, right so, sort of a serious one um, so for someone who has experienced Covid and now has lasting effects from it do you guys hold any advice surrounding this so this is my friend Fordy and he's got a few cardiac issues because of it so he can't let his heart rate up go over a certain amount at the minute um, and I think he's being monitored for it so Obviously, I think there's more specialists to be dealing with that. Yeah, um, I, I it is a. It's obviously not going to be a well researched or well understood um, symptoms at the moment, and it's it's not going to be easily treatable or easily diagnosed or easily uh, progressed. Yeah. I think you just have to listen to the specialists. I just same way I would do any client. Start with walking, build it up yeah. really small, and then when you start to feel a little bit fitter, try something else, maybe like a bodyweight squat, and then just keep developing that and take it as a, like a. A really, really slow progressive overload. Yeah. On that note, things to definitely avoid. Something that be obvious, but again, high intensity interval training, any sprinting, explosive work, and any very, very heavy lifting. So we have heavy lifting heavily. Okay <laughs> Honestly, I feel like CrossFit is more harmful to the world than COVID right now. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, if you're lifting incredibly heavily, when you valsalves that breathing technique, when you brace, your blood pressure spikes and your heart rate also spikes. Again, if you're going to exercise, exercise easily. Don't get the heart rate up. Don't do anything that you couldn't do for, let's say, another five or six reps at least. Keep the intensity low. You can still get stronger, fitter, more muscular, burn fat. Just look at the long term of this. Yeah, 100%. Long-term view is important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Fordy, start slow, walks first. I know he's doing a couple of bike rides with my cousin, so yeah. keep, I mean, keep to doing that. If he's finding that fine and his body's like, you know, not, not, not having adverse effects to it, then carry on what you're doing. I would say keep to as high activity level as possible that you're already doing. So, for yeah. instance, if he is finding the bike rides easy, carry on with them but slowly progress them. Yeah. obviously just listen to the doctor yeah definitely um, so another one from Ford which is an interesting one so the best possible route for someone wanting to change their dietary needs uh, but who struggles with it and who struggles with self-motivation but knowing you have to make a change for yourself and body to help give you a better mind um, and any fundamental advice um, that anyone could could have from it Quite a lot of questions in there. Yeah. I think personally what I would do is develop some sort of accountability. I send your friend or your coach, yeah, coach. or me or yeah. FitzS a picture every single day of what you're eating because that'll just, once you see it in pictures, it becomes more real. Yeah. And it's, we're too easy to put something in our mouths and forget about it. The second thing I would do is obviously when you talked about developing good eating habits, a habit takes 21 to 28 days to form, yeah. but stick at one habit at a time. So it might be drinking X amount of water um, for 28 days that's that habit done keep yeah. that habit up and then develop the next habit just have a good breakfast start by that the biggest mistake people make is trying to change too much at once yeah. and then it just doesn't work 
Um, in, and then obviously keep progressing it, you know, seek out help. There's lots and lots of great stuff online. Like then you can start counting calories later down the line, get into a habit of it. You know, do it for two or three months, just counting calories as a whole. If you find that quite easy, then maybe start calorie, counting macros. Obviously, I don't think counting macros is a long-term view or counting calories. I think you have to educate yourself, understand it, and then develop your own process. Mm, yeah. So... I think as well, just with that, because obviously you mentioned some of the mental side of it. Mm. Um, which podcast did we say it in? There was a podcast, I can't remember. Mentally, you're going you're gonna to have bad days. Understand yeah. from the outset that you're going to have days where it doesn't work. It was mm. the motivation one. Yeah, so obviously you won't yeah. be motivated. You know, you might have had a really crappy day at work, you just want a pizza and a beer, like, just have that pizza and a beer. Ultimately, your mental health is more important. Um, and you want to find that good balance between your mental and physical health. One bad day out of, say, like... 360 odd isn't that bad you could have 60 bad days you've still had 300 good ones but take it as a like a bigger picture again and you know obviously look after your mental health anyone else got anything to add to that i was just going to say small long-term changes are definitely beneficial Mm. because something that i've been trying to work on with my clients is uh i'd like a uh, debt's touched over just focusing on one thing because that one thing could be something massive for them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to go off what I've been saying with Alison. Alison was struggling to get uh, more calories into her diet, but she was lifting really heavy and overtraining sometimes. So <clears throat> I issued to uh, say, try and boost some uh, boost your calories, but focus it on your protein because that's going to help yeah, you recover. Yeah. And from then, she, uh, her weights are going up, um, as in her lifting weights uh, is going up and she's feeling more um, energised throughout the day, which is really helpful. Uh, so that's something that I've tried to issue and it's really worked with a lot of my clients because I can go off uh, my auntie Wendy, who I use, Alison, Lindsay, I, I've done it with a few of them and their protein's going up. Yeah. And that's just one small change that I've done and it's they've, they've started to get into a pattern with it now. And it's just that small change that could really really help someone massively yeah. over a long period of time. I, th- I think if, I think you, you're totally right about that. So 40, obviously, like like Deck and Nathan have said, small changes firstly. Listen to that motivation podcast as well, especially about the men, because it is good, and yeah. the work ethic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're still a little bit stuck, mm-hmm. speak to us. I'll just, just speak to us straight away. Like, yeah, we're yeah. happy for you to WhatsApp us. We can send us your images. We can give you some idea of calorie intake that you need to be aiming for. But again, calorie intake, you'll, a lot of people find it on the internet. They try it for a couple of weeks. Oh, it's not worked. You mm. know, stick to a long-term plan. You know, put the goal at the top, whatever that is, like some sort of like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like a weight goal or a calorie goal, but whatever that goal is, put small steps in. So work backwards. Find what the end goal is and then work backwards and start mm. from what the goal is tomorrow. Yeah. So, right. That's fine. Next one. Um, what's the biggest mistake people make fitness-wise starting out? <laughs> so I started out when I was like a kid with no knowledge, no like coaching, literally nothing. And uh, I look back, made basically every mistake, which has helped me coaching people not to make those mistakes, to be honest. But the worst thing you can do is to play the short game. I don't mean this in the sense of, oh, you know, short-term goals I mean every single gym session don't win the view of oh yeah I want to live really heavy I want to do something for the ground I want to look this good set like a goal for the end of the year again it's hard to do when you're young you know you want to look that way now you want to feel a big weight but the most effective way to train is in the long term so if you want to let's say get some more muscle don't try uh, one week or one week I'm feeling a bit fat I want to cut down on fat one week I'm feeling really small I want to gain some muscle 
set a yearly goal and have something accountable to it. I.e. every time you got the gym, look for a training partner, speak to people in the gym. Again, uh, come to FitSess because people actually talk to you in the gym. But uh, <laughs> train in the long term. The short term, you'll go down in circles and you can't reach in many directions at once. You'll kind of get nowhere of any of them. Yeah. Frazzle? So, so for me, it was probably stuff like just overdoing everything. Yeah. So all my big compound lifts, I would always overdo it to a point where I'd end up hurting myself. So knowing when to progress slowly, because obviously you're going to have, when you first start out, you get them beginner gains yeah, yeah. and everything spikes through the roof like crazy. Because obviously it's a brand new stimulus to you and it changes completely. But then it's then knowing that you're going to slow down eventually. Yeah. Uh, but don't, don't be silly about it. Like take your time, progress slowly. Like I, obviously everyone knows I'm injured, like mad my shoulders and all that. And yeah. Partly it is through just lifting silly, overdoing all the big lifts and just getting injured. Yeah. Are we talking one mistake or just general mistakes? Well, let's say one mistake. So my biggest thing that annoys me the most is just get a coach. Like yeah. we all get a driving instructor. We all go to school to educate ourselves. Like, and if you can't afford a coach, either speak to some a coach that you trust because usually if they're a decent person, they'll help you out anyway. Yeah, yeah. They'll give you a bit of advice or they'll point you in a direction where you can educate yourself. And if you can't afford a coach, educate yourself. There's enough enough material online to help you there's lots of groups on facebook now that for instance if you do a lift you can put a video in there and they will help you with it you know and develop a relationship with someone who you know you might be able to go as a training partner and ask them for feedback and advice like me and tom were training this morning i thought my squats were excellent tom was like noticed an issue that i needed to sort out then towards the end it 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 was better yeah Um, and like but previous i thought i was doing okay so just having someone to watch as well and you've got to trust that person inexplicably as well so find a coach if you can't don't have a coach educate yourself they're the two biggest things I would say do because that's the biggest mistake yeah Nate I think I mean I'm definitely branching underneath in, on everyone's uh, yeah. opinion and most people will but um, I think a big one for me is definitely just really like being patient and focusing on uh, the actual exercise itself so technique break it down something that's massive for me is um, uh, just like focusing on that technique. So I'm just going to go off myself again. But um, deadlifts, horrific. They were horrible, the worst things that you've ever seen in your life. I was basically doing a Jefferson curl whilst my deadlift. (laughs) It was horrible. Obviously, Dex noticed that. Tom's also noticed that. They both spotted it straight away because it was hard not to miss. But um, but it was just that time, that technique, that patience with it to, to build it up and just working around it. It's it's better to focus on that technique and you'll see your progression go up anyway. So something that's helped me, and that is one of the mistakes I had when, especially being young in the gym, is not really to focus on technique and just wanting to lift it. And then I'd go heavy and then yeah. something would snap or something would go and I'd, I'd be out for ages and it's just not worth it. Really just dial in, educate, like Dex said, educate yourself and you'll find your way with it. Yeah, his deadlift looked like the alphabet. It was awful. It was the worst <laughs> thing you've ever seen in your life. I can't say anything because mine's equally as bad as it, so I, I'm not. I've stayed out of this. Well, on the note of that entire question, again, if you're training in uh, some absolute 
shed in some wilderness or something. Even then, you know, get, get hot spots and got your Mac, he's got the Bluetooth Wi-Fi, I think whatever it's there. <laughs> there's tons of great resources online. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. there's a lot of absolute shite online. Like recently, I'm going to say because you won't listen, uh, Athlete X. Again, you may have heard of him, you may not. One of the biggest clickbait guys on YouTube. Goes, oh yeah, this is killing your gains, this, 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 that. Turns out, I guess we exposed recently, everything that he was promoting, he didn't do. Complete fraud. And a lot of the advice he gave was really poor. Looks professional, but isn't. So on that note, again, message us, message the page. Message people you trust, hire people in the sport. It takes 20 seconds for a coach to send you some links to genuine, high-quality sources for education. You can teach yourself to lift if you've got the right resources, you know, YouTube, the internet. There's so much out there. It just comes down to filtering the actual quality content. Yeah, I agree. So I think for me, it would be, I think the biggest mistake people do is don't do the compound lifts early enough. Because like when I first started out, I was just doing flipping like three set, sorry, three days of like arms. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's just like, I, I think people should get out, sorry, people should start compound lifting a lot sooner than they do. Um, and it, it's not going to make you like massively bulky or anything like that. So squats do. <laughs> um, okay, just actually, just on that because that was one of the questions that I completely forgot. So someone asked me a couple of days ago, if I do squats, won't it make my legs bulky? Why will it not? Because I know it won't for a fact. If you not, not if you cook yourself an omelet for dinner, you're not accidentally going to become a five star chef, are you? It's very, very difficult to get bulky. So, honestly, unless you're squatting max weight for max reps and eating like an absolute machine, it's nothing to worry about. You don't get massive legs on purpose. That's how people spend their entire lives trying to get massive legs. Again, if you squat and then add a bit of glute work in as assistance and eat properly, hey, you might get bigger glutes. If you want absolute monster quads, same thing. Maybe squat a bit heavier, more intense kind of work, add some quad assistance in. You will not accidentally become huge, and the, that views perpetuated by people who want to sell you bullshit workouts to booty bands that achieve nothing. The people who are telling you squats, get your legs bulky, those ones with the nice asses with the really toned muscular physiques, I can guarantee they all squat relatively heavy. Yeah, like, I always think of it like this. Like, if you look at Arnie, like it took him 10 years to compete, and he, that took you, at the 10 years, he was just basically eating a shed load of food. Yeah taking a shed load of gear and training a shed load. Yeah. Like, and he got a pretty decent physique, but, you know, people go, oh, yeah, he's training four or five times a week. He's going to look like Arnie soon. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the same thing with, like, if you're getting your legs bulky, like, you're going to have to do a lot of work to get them bulky. If anything, if, say, if, like, you are slightly overweight and you haven't trained before, then you start training legs. If anything, your legs will develop a lot more muscle, they'll look a lot nicer. Yeah. They'll develop a lot more shape or what we'd like to see. Yeah, definitely. So, um, okay, so we've got six questions left. So we'll just rattle through them. Uh, Every time you say this, (laughs) you shouldn't tell tell me this. Um, So it's from your mother, Nay. Oh, fantastic. What she she shared. It's not about you, actually, this time. (laughs) So when looking to be lean and strong, what would you advise clients to concentrate on? Uh, Weight loss, fat percentage, or muscle mass, and why? Muscle Just, mass. It's yeah. the hardest thing to gain. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm, I, why did I answer? I'm not even... Anyway, sorry. Go on, continue. <laughs> so, simply put, just perform. Don't worry about, oh, yeah, I want to, let's say, burn some fat. I want to build a bit of muscle. 
the end of the day, who looked most impressive? You're looking at sprinters, weightlifters, boxers. I mean, I'd say strong and powerlifters, but I mean, uh, that's been real. They look like bears. Uh, again, <laughs> on topic, Tom, come on. <laughs> on topic. Again, if you want to look like someone who performs, simply perform. Most of your best bodybuilders are incredibly athletic or incredibly strong. You know, most most of these um, like really impressive female models, I'm not talking about the sticking sex on Victoria's Secret, I'm talking about the actual, you know, mo- models of shape to them. Most of them are somewhat athletic, you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you want to look like somebody performs, simply perform. I.e., let's say you want to tone your legs up, get a nicer looking kind of waist. Let's say take up sprinting. If you, if you train and you eat to be a better sprinter, those changes will still come. If you're training solely for the goal of looking a certain way, in my opinion, again, I'm a, I only do performance sports, but that to me breeds quite a negative mindset where your only goal is to look a certain way. Again, performance is a secondary goal. Let's say one day or for a few weeks you're eating a bit too much, you can fall back on that positive mindset of, okay, I'm still getting faster, stronger, more athletic, and so on. I think it goes down to what the client truly wants. And deep down inside, most of the time, a client just wants to feel strong, wants to help out the mental state. And like most of the time, you'll find that people are stressing too much on their appearance. And when really, if you take that away, people just want to be strong. And muscle mass, like Dex said, is something that's uh, the hardest one to gain. But once they've gained and people see the results, they're happy as Larry. Like, and that's why like, every man and their dog's got into the transformation. Um, Side of things in coaching. Northern, then, didn't you? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah, but every man in the dog has gone into um, transformation coaching, and that's fine if you want to go down that route. But I just think it's uh, the end of your career if you've gone down that route. It's great to have a transformation story. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you're focusing too much on getting people to transform that way, and you've done it yourself, Gan. You've seen the the benefits of it and you've also seen the the negatives of it and it's not necessarily what you wanted and you probably turn around now and say would you ever do it again probably not because it's not great for your mindset because you're putting so much stress on yourself so it's it's what is great for your mindset that helps you feel physically and uh, mentally stronger yeah definitely um okay so from from your mother again who in the gym, PT slash coaches, would be the first one to go off program, and who is the strictest? I already know this. Strictest, uh, <laughs> that's a given. He, uh, um, oh, if Faze was here, he's got a little front front little story about that. Um, off program, I'm pointing towards Thomas. No, nah, come I on, Tom goes Tom, off program. Tom does go off program, but he may stay with the same exercises, but he might do heavier weight. Or oh, if a new toy comes, the toy's getting used. Nave stays off the programme the most because he just doesn't do it. <laughs> in my opinion, again, I'm not going to say what I'm doing tonight. If any of my athletes go off programme, I'm going to give them abuse till they break. But uh, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm very nice to them. ask them. I'm, 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 anyway, so, Tom has a much if, better understanding if, if, if of RP and himself yeah. and his so, own body. I've been training for years. Most of that training is pretty shit, but uh, last few years has been pretty good. At the end of the day, if you're very new to training, stick to the program, your coach will know it better than you. But years on the line, you can feel if one day my squats feel great, you know what? It might be a day to add some weight, add some more reps in, get the work done. On a day when it's not feeling so good, you know, stick to the program, even go lighter. That's what I'll do. If a new toy comes, have some fun on a big fire, I like to call it. Again, I'll train for the fun of it. It keeps you motivated in the game. Mm. 
if every day is completely random, do not expect to progress as quickly as you are on a program. But again, unless it's something like deck that you know works very well for you mentally in training, yeah. don't punish yourself for one day thinking I feel great. Let's put chuck a bit of weight on. There's the long term and the short term. You want to kind of balance both to suit you best. I think on a personal level, yeah, I have to agree with deck because my training's all over the gaff at the moment. If I do any, but uh, on a coaching level, I make sure that all my clients are sticking to a bit of a program, sticking to weight, and then we we progress it week on week, and I won't progress it heavily, but I make sure that there's some form of progressive overload that we're, in, we're including. Uh, can't wait to start this new program with Alison, which is going to be great, because that's going to really show her potential for a lot of heavy weights, because she's a strong girl, so I can't wait to start that. But yeah, we're gonna be strict on that program, so I hope she's ready. Miss, <laughs> miss overtrainer. Miss <laughs> over. Right. So the last question from your mum was, "What would be your go-to meal slash dish?" Monster Energy Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Actual food and ego is monster. Dish. <laughs> oh my god. Enjoy the refreshing taste of Monster Energy Ultra stocked in many delicious flavours at Fitzess Gym. Fuel your sessions with caffeine and other chemicals, one of which may be Bolsperm. Thank you. It's not Bolsperm, it's just Peter's a rumour. It's, it's not. <laughs> anyway, right. Don't look right. Tom said monster. I'm sticking with that. You're not saying any food now. He's plugging for that Nate, sponsorship, yeah. isn't he? Go on, Nate. Um... He's going for his Texas barbecue pizza. I would, I would, because I, I don't care. Listen, right, I could say some really fancy healthy meal, but I'm just going to be honest. It's got to be that large Texas barbecue pizza. Right? Every, every Friday, it goes down an absolute treat. you got to treat yourself, guys. Go on, Dad. Favourite dish, pigeon fillet. Pigeon fillet? Is that pigeon meat? Yeah, mate, it's so good. I had this pigeon fillet in Krakow and it was the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Ah, is that why they get it for your chest? Pigeon chest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you know that pigeon is actually Ukrainian? If you translate it directly... <laughs> if you translate the word pigeon directly into English, it actually means rats with wings. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I've actually heard that on a pub quiz. Uh, is it real? No, it's not. No, just no, no I'm pretty real. sure. I'm pretty sure there is something no, around isn't. that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Oh, unless I got really so gullible. No, <laughs> unless I got really drunk at that pub quiz, which I did. But Dan, anyway, what, what would you eat? Um, probably, probably like my grandma's curry. Like when she used to make it, I, I think when she passed away, that honestly it killed me because that went with her. Like no one else in my family can make like curry like her, so probably that. God, grandma's curry. Did she give me any curry? <laughs> 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 I'm going to hell anyway so. <laughs> she's like she stocked up in the freezer for you guys <laughs> like he wasn't 20 stone for no reason yeah. so. <laughs> I'm not even joking that's the reason um, right okay so um, we'll do we'll do one last deep one um, what's been your biggest failure <laughs> that was deep oh okay here's a good one so right, oh. uh, it's emotional time I've got a few of those left um, so I'd say my first few years of training if I'm being completely honest the reason that I didn't train properly educate myself enough again those years I always think I could have gained so much more when I was young training than I did again there's pros and cons to that I feel like maybe a better coach by training shit but that's another story <laughs> I feel like on the bo- on the base level 
I wish I'd trained not to satisfy like what people thought of me or like extrinsic stuff or to look good or to you know look fit and all that stuff. I honestly wish I'd just set a goal down for long term, something that would do well for me. You know, yeah. I, 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 there's not really much to always expand on there, but I recommend it to anyone. If you're training to satisfy someone else or even some notion in your head, it's not a good route. You're probably going to gain nothing going in some circles. Think about what you want. What would you? Where do you want to envision yourself? It might be on a stage. It might be lifting a trophy. It might be doing a competition. It might be, you know, feeling comfortable looking in the mirror when you wake up in the morning. It could be anything, but it should come from yourself and not from anything external to that. Well, yeah. Yeah. that's a really good one, Nath. Um, I honestly can't even answer that question. I did loads, but like, you can't say anything. No, I can't oh say my god, I'm definitely gonna get beaten up after that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't it, worry, darling. Amelia would like to know your location. It's all good. <laughs> You no. didn't say it within two seconds, so she's definitely going to kick yeah, off with you. I'm going to be in doghouse after that, but it's all good. <laughs> um, failure, I don't know. Uh, I think just... I think the biggest failure has to be, and it goes back to that same podcast, the uni po- uh, about uni uh, and education, is, like, I think the biggest failure was... And it's not... I'm not really massive, like, worry about it now, but I think properly educating myself from the start and... I mean, yeah, we go back into the fact that um, about the uni lifestyle and having fun, but I think if I properly sat like sat down, and applied re- yourself, applied myself, yeah, yeah, and had a bit more. I think everyone thinks that about going back to school, don't they? If they applied themselves, a bit of organisation. If he applied himself a little bit more in the last couple of years. I'd have some big ass brain energy if I did that instead of getting high every night. <laughs> Gun. Probably, I don't know, I had something in my head. Growing that beard? Oh, <laughs> no, when I get it trimmed down, it'll be fine. I'll look amazing. I think um, that's my biggest failure, that one. <laughs> me growing mine. Um, I think for me, probably not realising what I wanted to do with like, the whole fitness thing and not having a, a clear goal with it. Because like Nave said and what Nave touched on earlier is that like, I let loads of other people like influence me. Yeah. Like I had like my mum's ex-husband do it, my mum to an extent, like, other people like my cousin Shaker and it was just like I need to need to get on with it. I know what I want to do. Yeah. So that that was probably mine. Um and not being afraid. Like just <laughs> no fear, just go in and do it. Definitely. I'd say there's so many. Like so many. Like opening the CrossFit gym. Doing costume. There's a lot. No, I'd, I'd say that's one of the best things. But um, I'd say like, when I when I first opened the gym, I thought I could do everything. I was terrible at delegating. I'd be here till three a.m. and still thought I could compete at powerlifting. Ended up in me breaking myself multiple times, and I think that's obviously a massive issue. I think trying to start multiple companies, i.e. try to start a clothing company as well as a gym, like too soon close together, like within months of each other. Just think, trying being impatient yeah. usually has been my biggest failure and I think I've learned so much from it. Like I'm a lot more calmer now. I don't drive at 100 mile an hour everywhere. Just 95. I was going to say. <laughs> like, no, I am a lot more calmer now. I just... I take things as they come. I'm not like, this has to be done today. Like, a lot of the time, I'd be like, if a job needed doing, I would not go home until it was done. Where now, I'd be like, ah, oh, it could be done tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's just about finding that balance for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, second to last question. Favourite person to train with and why? And it's from your sister. 
Which is from Jeep. <laughs> wow, I'm scared. Tom was like, "I'm saying, I love how them two are going to be in the doghouse, and me and you are just like completely." Fine. My favorite person training was obviously T. I just love his coaching insight. He picks up stuff that I don't pick up. He videos a lot. He used to be like very accountable in terms of like the other day we were doing Anderson squats. He's like, "No, just put a bit more effort into it." Like I was like, oh, "That didn't feel right." He's like, "Yeah, you did put enough into it." Or uh, this needs improving. This we can work on this, and he knows when to say like. Like today, for instance, like I hurt my back a little bit. He's just like, oh, we'll do that later. Yeah. Like there's a cut-off point sometimes where you just train too much or you might overdo it. Uh, he's very good at like, obviously I like to stick to a program, but he'd be like, no, we're absolutely battered. Let's have a day off. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what about you, Thomas? Who's your favourite person to train with? So it's a bit of a tricky one. I'm not sure. At the end of the day, I like to train with different people for different reasons because I like a challenge. If I train on my own, I end up getting pretty lazy, to be honest. I like people who challenge me in different ways. So if you're talking about just graph work, even just weight, you know, training, even mine's in the gym, it kind of spurs everyone. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to try to beat him. I'll keep up. So it's just there, drop to T20. With ease. When it comes to moving events, and again, Dex really good at those. At the moment, again, training Dex the most. And again, as two coaches in similar sports, a lot of insight there, but... At the end of the day, I like to be challenged in different ways. I don't want to get complacent training with just one person because I'm going to neglect other areas. A training partner, at the end of the day, you want to find someone who can add insight, but don't zone in too much. I mean, comparing yourself to other people is not the ideal, but if you see someone doing a similar thing to you, think, oh, okay, I need to work hard on this thing to beat them. You don't have to beat them, but yeah, don't get complacent just because you and your buddy are there gassing each other up all the time. Yeah, uh, for me, because I've not really trained with a lot of everyone at the gym, but yeah. the the two things that spring to mind the two days are when I jumped in, in your powerlifting group that Monday. Yeah. That was that was a class day. Yeah, good. Um, I think it was because you have like you've got a, a good mix where you had LJ who's like just queen cool. queen client. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like Fraser, me and Fraser were obviously doing similar weights, so there was a bit of a spare on there. Yeah. And then you had like G was just killing it like that day. Yeah. Well. Energetic because she's young and well, that's enthusiastic. Well, I know what you mean. So and then obviously when we went to Mo's as well, I think I probably enjoyed the second time more than the first time because yeah. the first time when we went, my body was just battered. Like I think I was just struggling. Mentally I was yeah. struggling as well. So I just didn't understand it. Whereas the second time we did it. Like, there was all of us there. Like, I think it was just it was a more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Nate? To be honest, I don't really train with anyone. It's usually me, myself, and I. But when I do, it's I always I find I get the most out of my sessions when I train with some someone. And I don't know whether that's because I'm just... Someone's there to say, right, you're, you're next. Your set's next. It's it. I don't know whether it's that or if it's just like... I just quite like the atmosphere, but... Uh, when me and uh, when me and Tom over lockdown when we trained together when we did squats that was really good we had a really good session but me and Gam we've trained together yeah we've done our session and I that think the got first beast in me like I was like Dave <laughs> stop but, uh, <laughs> what are your first sessions back after lockdown wasn't it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was like, first he was like Dave I don't know was, there was a second half to a squat <laughs> 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 don't even give me that. my phone's got better and you know this. 
But um, <laughs> I think the the fir- one of the first the if it, I think it was the first session when we trained together yeah. uh, for my program that is uh, temporary. Oh yeah, we did actually. Tempor- good temporarily got on pause uh, until I kicked my ass back into gear. But um, yeah, I think that session was really great because I obviously working with Dirk, great coach, so it, it helped me out as well. Start to learn a little bit more about my own body and how to train and different just different things because it was a it was a platform and a type of training that I hadn't really gone into before so it was quite good uh but yeah like i said i don't really train with anyone and i just try to beast myself uh whenever i do my sessions i just try to get my earphones in and go but uh if anyone wants to train with me i'm taking offers so uh, if, if i enjoyed that session actually we had a, it was sunny and we went for a walk after it. yeah yeah like oh, it was late at night as well wasn't it yeah it was in lockdown yeah We've it was really good really actually good, good, good session but uh like i said uh I'm, if anyone does want to train with me, I'm happy. Like I'll, I'll say yeah to anything. Like I'll do, we'll do whatever. It's pretty easy going. If yeah. anyone's training me, you will hold to my standards, <laughs> as you will be expelled from my presence. Five heavy squats, and, and you, you have to go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then have a nap for half yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. so, and the music will not be debatable. No. <laughs> right. Last question of the pod. Good. Um, which podcast are you excited for in the future and why? So I think like me and you are the only people that, that could really answer this. No, I think oh, wait, oh, wait. having these two as well. Like, Nave's got some good ones lined up. He's got some. Oh, sweet. Up. Right. So, Nave, what's your... I'm quite excited. I've got... Um... I'm going to beat myself up now. So, um, so I just started uh, head coaching at oh. Kendall Town. So, uh, but I've been working with Chris Humphrey for X. Uh, Preston off and play in Motherwell so uh, that'd be great but he's got a really experienced coach alongside him uh, in John Foley who's worked with Brighton in the Prem and worked in America so it'll be really great to get them two on so I'll be quite excited for that one but I just think any podcast that I come on at the moment I, I really enjoy it's good to have a good chat with everyone so yeah I'm pretty happy all around to be honest Thomas so I don't know what which podcasts are coming up. I don't know if I'll have the energy or mental capacity to do them. But <laughs> will you listen so to last? Yes. Yeah. So lucky to have you. Uh, if I'm honest, right at the moment, I feel like over the last six months, and I've kind of learnt a lot more about different methods of training. And I say in the last maybe eight weeks, a lot of them kind of come together in my head. So I've got a lot of new ideas, a lot of methods that I've tried on myself, tried on my athletes. Athlete's actually a Greek term for guinea pig, if you translate it across, like, literally. Yeah, I'm still believes it. <laughs> Honestly, I was absolutely bladded on that, on that pop quiz, though, to be fair. Again, a lot, so a lot of things about hybridised training, just ideology going into it, a lot of new ideas that I'm just quite excited to share, so that it can add a lot, a lot of new ideas I think will benefit. Again, a lot of the athletes in the gym, a lot of those out of the gym, people new and old training, all pretty juicy stuff, but he's esty. Gun. Um, for us, obviously, we, we've been trying to get Connor on. So, Connor's, um, Connor's someone I used to do, obviously, jiu-jitsu with, and he's currently the UKFC um, European Pro Lightweight Champ. Um, I don't know, I think he might be featherweight. So, yeah, Connor's, Connor's been in the game for, for a while with MMA, and it's, it's going to be good to get him on because... I, I honestly think he is going to be one of those people that's going to either get to the UFC or another brick promotion. He's, he's, he is that good. Um, so, yeah, probably him. And then we are recording one uh, on Friday. 
which is the the goats podcast. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to that one because that's going to be a good fun one. Um, so yeah, what about you, Deck? I'm looking forward to do one on my own. Right, you know. Oh, just <laughs> selling us out. Nah, I just talk crap on my own, don't you? Just like talk training, talk everything fits there. If there's like, anyone that can talk on his own, it's Deck. It yeah. definitely is. Like that's what I do, in my office guys. I just sit there talking to myself. <laughs> Basically, we've just been sacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers for that. Yeah. No, I've got some written down because I didn't know if we'd be able to like get some podcasts going. So I was like, all right, all right, so uh, I'll do some on my own just in case. But then lockdown <laughs> ended. So, you know, when I first got the mic, you write yeah. those ones on your own. But yeah. then I was like, but we've got one with VJ on Thursday. We've got one with Shaker this week. That, that's on, on the Goats, goats. One. Yeah. Um, we've got one with, uh, obviously, I'm trying to rebook in Scott Quigg. We, we're gonna, we've got a few good podcasts coming, guys. But uh, thank you very much for joining us. I do have a client to get to. <laughs> I've already, already delayed him half an hour. Um, so, yeah, have a good day. Tag us in your stories. Let us know what you'd go to a death row for. Yeah. So, see you later, guys. Have a good one. See you later.